0: You're listening to Showing Up with Edward Terrace. In today's episode, I share with you the differences between hedonic and eudaimonic happiness and how maybe you should run your business or your life so that you can have that long term happiness. Enjoy. As I'm taking care of my clients this morning, I had this topic that I just had to get off my chest, my friends. So my day is they look very, very similar. I basically wake up, I take care of my current clients, I acquire new clients, I go to the gym, I go punch some stuff, I hang out with my girlfriend, and then when I'm not doing any of that stuff, I'm then again taking care of clients, acquiring new clients. So basically, I mean, I don't care if you're a real estate agent, I don't care if you're a fitness professional, nutritionist, whatever. If you have a clientele... You've got two jobs where you wake up in the morning, and me personally, this is how I like to do it. I have a certain amount of people, basically my CRM. My, a CRM is a client tracker where you get to see, okay, you know, what clients do I have now? What potential clients could I have in the future? And who do I need to follow up on based upon when they're looking to move and what their needs are and what they shared with me? So I have this like working with tab where they're somebody who I already have a relationship with. I know what they're looking for and they're actively searching for property, trying to sell their home or they're trying to acquire an apartment. And those are people who when they're in my inbox, they are the most important people to me because they've committed to me. I know what they're looking for and they're ready to go right somebody who's ready willing and able this very moment and we're already working together they're the first person that i'm going to take care of in the morning and clear my inbox to make sure that they have what they need that is my first job in the morning and then of course when i'm not taking care of them as a business you have to be able to always get new clients so i think if you are let's say Somebody who's in, you know, I guess I always use the the example of a fitness trainer because they're the first person that comes to mind when I think about someone who has a clientele, right? You have the time where you're helping people work out. Uh, People are probably reaching out to you about tips. Like, let's say you're meeting with somebody once a week for an hour session, and they pay you, you know, fifty bucks an hour for that one session. You aren't just helping them with that one session, right? Just like when I'm helping somebody find a home, they're just not meeting me for that one hour of that week in which they wanted to see four different properties. They're asking me questions. They're asking my my advice about, okay, you know, when I rent out this property, what do you think I could get for it? What's going to be the return I'm going to receive? What do you you think? How much longer do you think before that roof needs to be replaced, right? Just like when you have a client in, in fitness, You're going to spend that hour with them, but then throughout the week, they're going to be asking you questions about fitness. They're going to be asking you questions about nutrition. They're going to be asking you questions about motivation and discipline. So you have your clients that you meet with, those same clients that need your help and expertise throughout the week, but whenever you're not taking care of those people, let's say you're in between clients and nobody's messaging you or calling you, I think that your number one job then is to be, acquiring new clients through, whether it's messaging people on Instagram, making calls, reaching out to your current clients, asking them if there's anybody that they might know who could use your services, and just doing other outreaches. Now, during this time, when you're taking care of your clients and you're not acquiring new business, there's something... That I wanted to share with you guys today because it's something that comes very easy to me now. When you're working with someone, shit's going to hit the fan. Shit's going to hit the fan and it always will. Things are going to go wrong. That's life. And when I first started working in this business, that was something that just frightened me. It scared the shit out of me. When a deal would go south, that was a call I did not want to make. I just didn't want to do it. But I learned if you put that off, right, when when that comes into your inbox, you need to clear it. Because it's something that's going to weigh on your conscience. You're not going to be taking care of your client if you're not letting them know right away. Because when shit hits the fan... Your client needs to know right away so that they can make an adjustment, and they're going to appreciate you for it. I've talked about this before on my Instagram, but I was working with with a professional, and they did not keep one of my clients updated, and I just said to them, listen, man, people do not care if something's not working or something's not going right. Be on their ass. Be like, hey. The moment something doesn't go right, be like, listen, I'm checking on this right now. It's not working for some reason, but I'm going to keep you updated. And I'm going to keep updating those people about what's going wrong until we have an answer until or we need to give up on what's going on currently and move on to the next. Because they do not care. They understand shit goes wrong. But as long as you're there with them, they know that you're not giving up on them and that you're going to fight for them. And that's just something that i'm super passionate about and you know i actually think it's probably one of the best things that can happen for your business last year i was working with a client i he came from new york he was super understanding about the real estate market how fast things come off on and off the market and which i love people who come from new york you're ever moving from new york and you need a chicago realtor hit me up Because people, they understand, they get it. They're like, you know what? Things come on and off super fast. And this client of mine, he was going to work with me, just me, and was going to be 100% committed. He left, and then the property that we were going to move forward with did not end up working out. So imagine someone who's from New York. They just flew back home. They thought they had everything squared away for a property, and it didn't work out. But you know what? I called him right away and I said, do not worry about it, man. I got your back. You got boots on the ground. I'm gonna I'm gonna take videos of other properties. We're gonna take measurements. We're gonna do everything possible to make sure that you feel comfortable about what's what's happening. Because he was traveling for work for the next couple of weeks and wasn't gonna be able to be here. But with me reaching out immediately when it happened, he appreciated that. And then one year later, today, we have him moving into another property with a friend of his. And once again, crap is hitting the fan because that's just real estate. There's no transaction, really. I mean, there is, but there's no process where it just happens immediately. And he said to his other friend, he's like, this guy is the bomb. He's the shit. And you know what's crazy is I don't think – I would have gotten the feedback or the appreciation if it would have went super smooth. Let's say we met last year and I went to get him that property. He got approved and he moved in within a day. Do you think he would have remembered me? Probably not. He might have. He might have been like, yeah, that was a great experience. But the people that go through something a little bit extra and you're still there fighting for them when you could be working with other clients, maybe potentially making other money, they—I think that you need to have those moments in your business where maybe your your hourly rate or whatever is, which I do not check mine. I that would sounds terrifying. I wouldn't want. I actually wouldn't want to know that. But where you average out, and you're like, okay, well, you know, should I keep working with this client? Yeah, you should because the the referral business. That you're going to get in the future or the repeat business is going to be so much easier because you put in the time right like this when people talk about investing they're like oh do you invest hell yeah i invest i invest in people people who come to me i don't care if you're gonna make me two grand i don't care if you're gonna make me 500 bucks if you're a person who's 100 committed to me you're going to be the person, when I wake up in the morning, you are a client that I'm working with. You're on my working with tab. You got all of me. You got my heart. You got my my struggle. You are on my agenda until you tell me I don't. you don't need me anymore. And then I'm out there reaching out to other clients. And I, I tell people this straight up. And I make sure they know that I'm a fighter and that I'm committed, right? I was speaking to a girl yesterday. And she's like, oh, yeah, I actually was going to view these other properties at this other time with this other realtor. And I said, hey, that's cool. If you already have a realtor that you're working with, I don't mind. But I need you to know if you want to see these four properties with me, it's not just these four properties. When something goes wrong, you're going to need someone who's actually 100 there for you. And because it's not always going to be smooth. That's what people think. It's like, oh, this guy is just meeting with me to show me these two properties. Yeah, yeah, maybe showing you those two properties, open those couple doors is pretty easy. But there's going to be so much more that's going to happen that you have no idea what could occur. And if you just have somebody who's a door opener that just shows up and say, hey, I'm going to show you these two places. And isn't a person that works their life and their business off of, hey, if you call me at 10 p.m. at night and text me and say, hey, Edward, I'm stressed and I'm worried about this. Could you give me a call and walk me through this? Are you going to be available on the Saturday in which you usually hang out with your girlfriend? And uh, Could you make some changes in your schedule? I'm that guy. And I think that when you're reaching out to clients and taking care of your current clients, you need to be expressing that to them because that is what's going to make you win. If you're a fitness trainer or whatever you do in your life, you want them to know that you're there for them and that, you know, I, I just there's some clients I love, and they know that. So if you show that much commitment to, people aren't going to waste your time. That that woman that I reached out to yesterday, and I told her the way that I work. I said I'm not a a transactional client, or or, or real estate agent. I, I'm a I'm a relationship guy. And if for anybody that's, you know, trying to learn about relationships, there's a guy, Ricky Carruth, my man, he's a real estate agent. He's a free coach, talks about, you know, uh, real, uh, real relationships over transactions. And when I met that, that guy online, I was like, damn, this guy's got some good stuff and it really resonates with who I am as a person because I don't like to work that way where I'm just transaction, transaction, transaction. Because if you think about working your business that way, It's daunting. It is exhausting. I hate when people treat me as a transaction on this side, too. You know, because it's like, why would I want to work as someone who's just doing a deal? Because then they don't care about you. I'm going to be 100% with you guys right now. I feel like I always am. But when some, I literally feel like a one night stand. When somebody works with me one day and then they ghost me, and they're not committed to me, I, I feel like they just asked me and ran out the door. And then I'm sitting there with no snuggles, alone, and then wondering the next time I'm going to have affection. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. That's not sustainable. Yeah, you might have that. There, there's those two forms of happiness, of hedonic happiness, which is very short term which is like a drug that gets you high real quick, but there's no long-term sustainability. And then there's eudaimonic happiness. You can you can look up these two terms, hedonic and eudaimonic happiness. Google that shit. And I'm not looking for that hedonic high. You know, there's a reason that I'm in a long-term relationship for the past seven years with the love of my life. Megan, my, my girl, I love you. Uh, that's what you want to look for. And, you know, it's it's crazy when you start talking, you think about, the things that you appreciate and where you want your life to go. But that, I guess that's what I'm getting out of this podcast, guys, is think about what you want in your life and then think about the actions that you're taking in the morning. And if you have a clientele, treat them as you do your loved ones. And then when you're reaching out to new clients, let them know the commitment, the level that they're going to get. Because if they see how serious you are and they're actually not ready to make a move or make a purchase – They're going to be like, yo, dude, I actually am not looking to make a move for five months. I can see how hardcore you are, uh, but I'm not ready right now. People respect that. So if – and you know what, guys? I love teaching. Like when I'm doing these podcasts and you hear me rant about my life, I love to give people my opinions and talk to them about what I'm going through. So hit me up on Instagram. I'd love to chat with you guys if you have something that you're going through or there's a topic that you want discussed, hit me up. It's at Edward Terrace. It's E-D-W-A-R-D, Terrace, T is in time, E-R-R-E-S. Thank you, guys. I love you.